Uh, with that, the story that, honestly, Anthony, I wanted to start the show with, but I was like, no, I will be responsible. I will start with the Commander's Coaching Search. We'll do our Vibe Check Tuesday. But the Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks, 30-13, and 13, second in Eastern Conference, starting to play a lot better. In fact, they're on a two, I mean, not that they've played badly, but like the quality of play has been pretty solid um, as of late. On a two-game winning streak, fired their head coach today. This is tied for the third shortest tenure for an NBA coach ever. Yes, that's right, because if you do remember, they fired Mike Budenholzer after last season. Yeah, Adrian Griffin, 43 games into his tenure, just over one half of a season, is gone at the helm of the Milwaukee Bucks. And I, for one, am not surprised. Hmm, that seems preposterous, Craig, because... uh, who fires their head coach, barring some incident, and there hasn't been anything along those lines reported yet, but who fires their head coach 43 games in to a tenure when you're winning at that rate? How could that be possible? And the simple answer is Adrian Griffin made really big tactical mistakes that other people had to correct and is apparently colossally miserable to be around. He is... So impossible to go to work for every day that the Bucks ownership looked at his $4 million a year multi-year contract. I don't know whether it's three, four, five years, somewhere between, you know, 12, 16, $20 million left and said, we'll eat that because he's making everyone miserable. And this is something that is kind of expected because earlier this year, you'll remember Terry Stotts, longtime assistant coach in the NBA, longtime head coach in the NBA, and specifically head coach where, Anthony? Where was he the head coach for nine years? Uh, Portland. And who was his star player? Uh, Damian Lillard. Oh, you mean the guy they just traded for? Yep, that guy. Yeah, and and who was a gigantic fan of Terry Stotts? Uh, that guy, Damian Lillard. Yeah, that guy, Damian Lillard. Uh, Terry Stotts quit because he couldn't stand working for Adrian Griffin. And I don't, I don't say this like with some kind of joy to bash Adrian Griffin. I hope that whatever it is that's causing him to be miserable to other people, he can figure out. Uh, and whether that's like some personal agitation in his own life that he needs to get straightened out or just like being a better uh, co-worker or whatever. Um, whatever it is, I hope that that is better for Adrian Griffin moving forward. But everyone there freaking hated it. And he also just way overthought it. I think one of the things that Steve Kerr did so well when he got to Golden State was Mark Jackson had installed a defensive system that was working. They needed to completely revamp the offense. It was this like post-up Clay Thompson, try to get mismatches thing. And Steve Kerr was like, what if everybody ran around in circles and then we use the fact that we're the smartest team in the league with Draymond and Andre Iguodala and the two best shooters that the league has ever seen and got everybody open shots. And they were like, oh, well, that's cool. That should work. Bing, done. Actually, it wasn't even that to start because Draymond started on the bench until David Lee got hurt. A fun fact from Warriors history. Point is, he kept Mark Jackson's defensive scheme because it worked. They were one of the best defensive teams in the league the year before Kerr got there. Well, obviously, your defense is going to get worse when you add Damian Lillard, uh, especially at the expense of Drew Holiday. But schematically, they were playing this drop system where Brooke Lopez, instead of like showing high on pick and rolls, he just kind of would sit in the middle of the lane. And the fact that you had... A seven-footer in Lopez who's become an elite defender, defensive player of the year candidate multiple years over the last five years. And Giannis, who is one of the five best defenders on the planet, um, can guard inside, can guard outside. is just a menace. 
like that was the way to play defensively. And they were comfortable and they knew what they were doing. They knew how to do the rotations and everything. And instead of keeping that, he's like, no, scrap it. We're going to do it my way. Everybody get on, better get on board my way. And the Giannis uh, Dame offensive stuff was really slow to get going. They're so good that the numbers were still fine, but like it certainly isn't clicking the way that people thought it would. And there are some pretty easy adjustments that a lot of people were like, hey, why don't they do it this way? And Adrian Griffin was stubborn. And I will give the Bucks credit. There is something to failing fast. When you make a mistake, cut the dead weight, move on. Fail fast. Move on quickly. And they did. And it also just goes, I think this is the larger last point I want to make on this real quick. Do not, if you're running an NBA team, do not do what your star says they want. Do what they actually want. Because Giannis was apparently the reason they hired Adrian Griffin in the first place. And now 40 whatever games in, Giannis is clearly sick of him because you don't do, you don't fire him this quick if Giannis isn't like, yeah, I'm good with that. Do what y'all need to do. Um, you don't, it's just not how it works. But if they had gone on and hired people that the people that they thought they were gonna hire, the the actual front runners to the job in Milwaukee, the people who the Milwaukee executives thought were actually the best coaches, not the guy that apparently Giannis wanted then Giannis probably would have been happier. The way to to be good with a superstar in the NBA isn't to just do what they ask. It's to do what they want, which is be good at your job. Don't chase narratives. Chase substance. Always. That goes for football coaches in Washington, basketball executives in Milwaukee, you in your own life. Don't chase narratives. Chase substance. The right thing to do is the right thing to do. And that's not like a moral statement. That is an efficacy statement. The right, make the good decision, the smart decision that will actually yield the results and people will be happy. You got to be right because if you go against what they quote unquote want and you're wrong, you're going to look like a giant idiot and you're going to lose your job. So I get the risk, but do the good thing and good things will happen. Don't chase the thing that the star says they want if it's actually not going to work out and then just be like, well, you said, because then you're also going to get fired.